Hi. This might be a long one. Okay. Welcome again to Creative's Confession. My name is. It's good to be here. <laughs> My name is Sammy Murani. I'm the host, and today we have Kiki joining us. Christina. Christina, you prefer yeah. Christina? Yeah. Christina Ivanovna. Ivanova. Ivanova. <laughs> yeah. Christina Ivanova. She is also a cinematographer and a very good one as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm flattered. <laughs> so, welcome. So, what we're talking about today, we we're discussing. We spoke about it yesterday. So, like, we're going to talk about like creatives and, and how creatives should just not be too, I don't know. What? Is success. To, yeah. I what? mean, success. Is that what we're going to talk about? No, like what is success and fulfillment? Like personally and in the industry that we're going, because it's different. There's different ways to approach it. You know, there's uh, the more <laughs> basic. <laughs> well, there's, industrial. Like, there's shorter forms of content. There's people who find that more industrial, I guess. Yeah, exactly. More industrial, more social media like, <laughs> because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, yeah. as a filmmaker, you can do that. Nowadays content, as well. content, 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 content. Everything is about content. Yeah, I content, hate that. Exactly. That's what I wanted to discuss. And I actually yeah. uh, saw, I watched a TED talk on the way here. Okay. That was talking about success. And it's like, you know, you shoot for the moon, but then you get to a point where you're not happy. And to, I guess it's part of the picture to actually struggle for what you want to do and maybe not have a direct income at first instead of, going off to do something that you don't like i'm saying relatively to our industry or any other industry yeah and this pressure because i spoke about in the last podcast as well <coughs> the pressure of always having to create content and to keep it updated whether it's on instagram or all that yeah um i guess there is a constant pressure especially now in these times that you know creatives kind of get a bit confused in and I it's a big struggle for me myself to like keep myself sane and focus on the right thing because I was gonna say that like everything we're gonna talk about and everything that we're discussing is very subjective like and everything I express as opinion is very subjective so it shouldn't be taken literally no, of course, everyone yes. should interpret it in their own way but yes, like obviously yeah yeah, it's, I try to just concentrate on the right thing which is also very subjective because then you're like work, money, or like being creative and expressing your mind, soul, what you feel. And it's hard to find the balance between those two. And I'm really, I think this is my main goal in my young years to like try and have a balance of both two. I'm very fortunate that I don't have to be like, I'm not uh, financially like struggling. My family is supporting me throughout my creative journey because they, they know how things yeah, yeah, yeah. are. So, I'm very blessed for that, but I do understand everyone else who's like struggling with all that. Yeah, I guess like you might have to go off and do something you like to pay the bills at first. Exactly. Right? So like working, uh, remember that video that you replied to? Yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, like he was saying, you know, we create our worst jobs and we are forced to actually fulfill the creative uh, vision of someone else. And it's true, but like at the end of the day, when you are a starting creative and Realistically, you need money to create films. You need funding. And at the start, you have to put your own into it because you lack credibility and you don't have a lot to show for yourself. And that's the thing that kind of kills it. That's also another reason why I changed course <laughs> uh, <laughs> at uni because honestly, it was killing me. It wasn't 
it was too restraining and I didn't feel the freedom and I was starting to hate film. What are you doing? Yeah. And I did not want to get to that point, you know, because it is something that that kind of takes me away from everything as a, as with you as well. Because most, most of the work that we do in our own time, even such as this, we can consider it, is not, we don't get paid for it. We do it because we like it. Yeah, we do it because we want to express something and share something. Exactly. Because like, in the end of the day, like filmmaking, especially in like this industry, visual industry is very like storytelling and it's all about telling a message. That's why I love it because that's one way of like communicating with everyone around you like the world in general and the visual and film is such a complex combination of visuals sound you know colors everything there's a lot to it that it's like a complex art with many ways of communication being sound and like um you know yeah sound communication or like visual, visual. like storytelling you have the whole script behind it that is already like someone wrote it and all of that so it's very widespread i would say but that's what i mean even something that you uh you posted on your story not long ago which was like you guys don't know what it takes even to just go out for a simple shoot yeah in terms of money and investment and gear and all that and when people say like you know anyone can do film anyone nowadays can pick up a phone and start shooting it's not as simple as that Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can, uh, okay, you can. And it will, it will become niche. It will become the same thing that everyone is doing. But it takes time to learn. You spent hours, you must have spent hours, days and years by yourself. And many failed exactly. tries. Exactly. And it's not as easy as that. And I think people, uh, a lot of people take it for granted, especially when you go away for companies that don't know what it takes. They undervalue your services and it, I think it's the company is the biggest problem because you, you see like normal people, they know that they can take a great picture with their phone. But then when you go and like you take a picture with their own phone, they go like, wow, I can tell that you're a photographer because like this picture is like 10 times better than what I would take. So they really see the difference. Just the fact that you see things differently and you approach them in a different way. And I think it's companies that just try to get the cheapest way or like the easiest and like the yeah. most easily approached one. And that's why they don't really appreciate it. Cause they're just trying to like make content. Yeah. But then you see them publish great work because then it's just a few companies that really realize the impact of a well done job. Yeah. There are some that value it. And as you said, like, yeah, they can tell the difference when you do it, but that's because there's a lot of components to it, as you were saying in yeah. terms of cinematography and, com and yeah. composition and, and all those things, visual messages in a way what you're trying to portray and how, yeah, how no, you definitely. portray it. But I would say like if a company is not appreciating those stuff and not looking for those stuff, it's probably not the company for you exactly. to work with. That's the kind That's of thing. That's really for people who are just trying to like be so-called photographers or yeah, no, nah, nah. That's but, one you know, thing no that you have hate, to, <laughs> no hate, but you know, no, 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 I get it. No, it's true. It's true. Everyone, but that's one thing that you have to like shut off at the start. If you see that a company like you, as an artist, you have to learn when to say no. And if a company doesn't value your services, if you see that they're just taking advantage of it, even if the budget is a hundred thousand, but you have no creative freedom, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of money, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's your reputation, your work. And if you produce a shit job, no matter how much money yeah. you have available, it's just, yeah. You might have a different view like, on it. I feel like everyone like, has that moment. Like 
I've talked to quite a few people that are older in the industry for a longer time. And they all say like, oh yeah, like I definitely do some jobs that are like way more boring or way more like uh, drier, let's say, like simpler and more industrial, but they pay well. So like there is always, maybe that's the balance I'm looking for. I'm looking for a balance between like being paid for some stuff pretty well, but even if they're not like the greatest, but use those money to work on my stuff that I exactly, feel like. Yeah. But also... I mean, if you are given creative freedom, because at the end of the day, if I was a company and I came to you, Kiki, and I was like, I really love your style and I want to hire you to create a piece of content for my company or a marketing piece for my company. I come to you because I like the kind of work that you do. Okay. And so that is allowing an artist to fulfill his visions. But then I can't come to you and say, this is how you're supposed to be doing it. Well, that comes with with time, I think. No, but like, okay, th there are parameters. There are things that you have to follow. True. But it's just creatively. Well, that well that there you, comes you, the moment of communication with the client, yeah. I think. Um, because, see, like you say, I will approach you and say like, oh, I love your style or whatever. I have a green marker on my finger. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, because of the slash. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh you come and approach me with, oh, I like your style or whatever. That means I'm already out there with my own style. I've yeah. made it clear. That means I know how things are done, like, by the book. Of course. But then I have my own style, and that's why I approach me. So that's going to be no issue with that kind of approach, I yeah, guess, Yeah, but I work. hope so, because there are companies that just say that, and then during the process well, of filming, it's like, no. Maybe you you always have to be ready for disappointment, obviously. Like, it's with everything in life. Okay, yeah, there are shit experiences. Yeah, exactly. There. If you have a bad experience with someone, just never repeat it. Like, I've exactly. had those, and I've worked with quite a few a few people not many but i know that they're not my go-to clients or whatever yeah yeah but you know yeah. that off the bank yeah. and like as you know as you keep going forward with your with your art you can kind of get a feeling for what client you're going to yeah. serve from or what the, kind of people you from like the to beginning. work with exactly yeah um that's another thing there was like when i was in <laughs> I was gonna say the same what? thing. No, no, I, I don't think so. Go. What are you gonna say? I was gonna. I was gonna talk about uni. Oh, uni. Do you want to talk about uni? What, what were you going to talk about? No, an experience, something about niche, blah, blah, blah. But it, yeah, yeah. Well, I was no, going to say saying. how, like, even in uni, I feel like uh, with such a course with so many people and everyone is, like, talented in one way. Like, they have their vision. But, like, see, like, even with them, it's not every person is the ideal person to work with. I've had people that are super experienced and everything and I admire them, but then we just don't work together well in, in a team. Mm -hmm. Neither of us is a problem. It's just, the, you know, yeah. and I know that I've learned it. So I never repeat it. I just try and find other people that I click with more. So, you know, yeah, that's what, it is important to surround yourself with a good team on set. It's you know, a, regardless of who yeah. it is. At our age, it's, it's really like a, try and learn situation you know yeah yeah exactly it's just a learning until curve. you get it right steep yeah. learning curve as mm -hmm. adapting your niche yeah as i was saying because uh was it about a few years ago i was at an airport it was at la i think and i was sitting at a table and this guy comes through he was uh i think he's an an engineer he was and we were just having a chat what kind of engineer Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a chat and uh, in terms of what we do, what his son does, and he was telling me where he's from. He was He's from Qatar. And uh, he said one very important thing. He's like, you know, from my point of view, from my aspect, there are different kinds of engineers. You know, there's aeronautical, there's 
aeronautics, aeron, I don't know how to say it, planes, yeah. <laughs> planes. <laughs> engineers, there's mechanical engineers, there's uh, space and en- spatial engineers, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, my knowledge all there them, is, is zero. And he was saying, you know, at whatever you do, you have to you have to niche down. You have to find something in that field that you're good at. So, for example, he's like, he's a mechanical engineer, uh, but what, what what are you good at doing? He's like, oh, I'm you know good at fixing engines, uh, but what part of the engine? And it, it's that kind of thing to, in order to dig deeper and find what you're really good at so that people from around the world can come and handpick you yeah. for your services because you know you're the best one at yeah. that kind of thing. You know, finding that. And, and as you said, you develop it. With time. Um, yeah, going through your career and learning yeah. experiences. And yeah, I think that's that links to fulfillment. Yeah. You know that you same. worked you worked so hard to find what you're good at and you work even harder to improve that. I am nowhere near No, no, well Oh, you're talking in general. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in okay. general. I think that's also fulfillment in, you know, fuck fame in a sense. Or clout, because I know a lot of people chase that even in our field yeah. it's just about how good you feel at the end of the day yeah if you're fulfilled with your work then that's the most important thing and and that's part of success and i wanted to ask you what is success in your opinion in for, it, for uh, me relative su- to you, okay. relative to you what is success success in life i would say success yeah okay success. well judging by my brother because my brother is like 11 years older he's far from my niche uh he's doing like ux design or whatever doesn't matter like he is in part of his life where he's working stably he's getting a good salary he can afford to like live calmly without worrying about fine financial stuff but then he's doing all his like hobby stuff on the side and he can afford doing that without worrying that's good okay well i am aiming to like do the same thing, be financially stable with what I do, which is obviously filmmaking, but be able to do the rest of my, you know, goals and work on them, like traveling. And I have this like life goal of creating a documentary. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, but... A full length documentary. Yeah. Is yeah, it because yeah, you like, like documentaries or is it just because you're curious to see how it's like making one? I do like documentaries. Like this is probably one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> my shit but on. yeah um a very specific type of uh documentaries though like is it yeah i like all kinds of but like i want to What's have your... a very deep message in my documentary oh you want to adapt a, a unique style of documentary filmmaking not a unique it's a you know it's a very difficult yeah yeah it's so, a long talk so that is success to you being able to actually you know keep yeah have you know, make enough money from the things you love. I don't want to be rich. No, I don't no, no, be I'm famous. not saying that. Yeah, no, exactly. No. But no, I'm just, that, that I'm just, just... That is such a child. I'm not... <laughs> I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be like rich. I just want to be able to afford living a life, fulfilling life with what I do and then be able to work towards those goals. I have like this documentary film that yeah. I just want to leave a message behind me at one, at one point in my life. Yeah. I think Freddie, Freddie Mercury said it's like... Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's about... It's not about living forever, but it's, it's about, about creating something, something that, that will, will live forever. Yeah, that. And I love that quote, and it's yeah. true. And I think, uh, you know, money and financial stability comes with passion. So regardless, yeah. 
I know it sounds cliche, but regardless what you do, if you do it with passion, you know, you're you're gonna obviously you're gonna reach where you're going. Yeah. People yeah. will recognize it potentially. Exactly. And I think as you said, you nailed it in terms of success is being able to you know, make enough money of something you love doing to then have enough on the side to fulfill your passions and, yeah. and you know, spend time with a hypothetical family in the future. And all We're that living thing. in a survival mode in the end of the day yeah, and like exactly. money is something... Um, that we need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unseparatable, unseparatable from life. Yeah, well... Uh, you cannot really go without it. We're surviving by that. Everything is running around it, but then we should not get too distracted by it. No, you shouldn't chase money because if yeah. you chase money, then you're not, you're not going to reach yeah. happiness. Yeah. It's like, if you, if you just do, it this, does help. If, if you do this, it helps. Yes. But if you do this job, if you go into it and you take jobs on the basis of money and not because you like it, you're never going to, you know, you might make something, mm -hmm. but you're never going to create work that you're happy with. And I think that is more important. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Is the mic high enough? I never know where to put this. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so I said, you already know what kind of documentaries. I'm not saying the style. <clears throat> social. Because we're not going to go into social. that. Social documentaries. Yeah, I want to, uh, one thing that is like the main inspiration in my creative, creativity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um is people and exploring people and uh, emotions and experiences. So if there is anything we are connected with between each other as human beings, I want to explore that. In fact, there's quite a few documentaries that are, in fact, my favorite ones that explore, <laughs> explore exactly this, but I feel like I want to uh, follow the path of those documentaries and kind of like um, create something from my point of view and perspective because everything is very subjective and we yes. experience life and like everyone is in their own bubble experiencing it but I guess that's also way. another thing that you can talk about that's also another topic which is like yeah you know the the how realistic a documentary is uh, because there's always going to be a degree of editing in post true and <clears throat> I guess it is about it is about exploring both sides of the arguments and different points of view in order to yeah. get you know a, a full picture I love documentaries because they're so wide. So and you're also uh, more like in, yeah. involved in the process. Yeah, they're very complex. I love documentaries because they're very complex. There is so much to analyze about them. Yeah, there's a lot of research, but like, as well as that, there's a lot of things that you only find out when you're actually there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and about the person when you start speaking to them. So that's that's also another thing to create good documentaries. It's important to get to get in deep or personal with your subjects yeah, and to talk to them before you have to go on and do interviews and all that thing. All those interviews that you're watching on like documentaries are actually like in a way prepared. Yeah, kind of. Still they're they're studied, with, aren't they? Yeah, they're studied, left with a little bit of like freedom in them. But for example, every interview, the questions usually are kind of like introduced to the person before recording it. Yeah, but uh, even the questions, you know, a lot of times it's good to keep them generic. Yeah. And to just give them they, the freedom to talk. Yeah. Yeah, so a very vague questions and when they stop for a minute, just let them speak until they yeah. feel like they're not finished. It is a very big, I don't know, it's a... 
I want to find the right word, you know, like it's it's a comp like making documentaries complex because you need the techniques you need to use to make it properly, like mm. get that person to talk about the things you want them to talk without forcing them to do them, like just putting it out there and like introducing it to them and let them express themselves freely is such a magical thing like yeah. and it's so hard such a hard skill to achieve and i really want to get to the point where like i've explored human beings and i've explored like the nature of humans and people to the point where i can do that i just this is one skill i want to achieve like be able to Talking and be get able under to, someone's skin you know yeah to get in someone's shoes yeah yeah to be able to live their life that also comes with not I, even not even that just being able to like uh get to them get under their skin and try and get know. things out of them which yeah are very, yeah yeah and explore them yeah without they realize it yeah but yeah that's true and it's also good to be very truthful with your subjects yeah it's like you know i'm a, you go to someone be like you know i'm shooting this documentary and this is what i'm trying to achieve and you know this is this is your role in this and this is the kind of things that I yeah. you know would like would like to hear about you know I think being truthful with your with your subjects yeah can also create a bit more of a bit less of a fucking intimacy in a yeah, way but less of a you know professional relationship yeah. it's just at the end of the day you're both just two human beings and yeah there is a camera just like yeah, that yeah because exactly remember that like, a lot of people aren't used to having yeah. a camera in their face to be honest, I don't even notice that that's yeah. there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just getting them comfortable yeah. with you mainly. And then they won't notice that there's a camera. Or maybe they will, but it will mean nothing to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> Anything no. else you'd like to add? To the topic we're discussing now? No, mm. I think... Uh, if we had enough to success, what did you speak about? There isn't much to say, is success. there? Success. Personally, is I want to get to Cannes Festival. Oh yeah, you did say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking him if uh, he no, sees me being uh, Cannes, Cannes and Venice. Oh uh, yeah, but Cannes. 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 I if I get to Cannes, I'll probably get to Venice. <laughs> I told you, I told you that I do see that. Yeah, I do see that. And I'm not only telling, I'm not telling you because you know you're my friend and we're here and we're talking because I have yeah. no problem. <laughs> Maybe we can do it together. <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah, Partners in crime. Joint film. <laughs> DP. Yeah, yeah. That's a slate. I see you as a director on my film, not gonna lie. Uh, me? Yeah. Why do you think? I don't know. You're very like um disciplined. You think? I think so, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. We went we, from we very to, to kind of went, very yeah, quickly. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna change her mind. No, no, no. In like half yeah, an hour we're, anyway. We're, <laughs> But um, yeah, the, I guess you gotta be stiff, but you also gotta enjoy your time, isn't it, with your team? It's um, an experience making did, a documentary. Is it an is, experience. but I did tell you that, in my opinion, you're gonna absolutely reach. Thank you. Cannes and Venice, I and it's because so. when you continue down a road, a straight path, that you know where you're going, or at least you know <laughs> what you want. You're definitely gonna get there with discipline and practice. Yeah. And you have that, you know, because there's passion yeah you always go out shoot just because you want to and that's the kind of thing that drives it you have no problem with creating stories or finding stories to talk about and expressing them in your way and you're still as you said finding your niche and your style of cinematography oh that just comes with time yeah it comes with time but and what is style i do see you in that nice thank you 
style. It is it is also very subjective. Like it depends on what you're working on because there is like everything like just cinema in general. Yeah, it'd be nice if you It depends on what you're t- like working on. Everything has its own like Yeah, it'd be nice to go and watch something and be like, yeah, that was Kiki who who was the DP on that. That's that's her style. It's like when you watch Tim Tim Burton films, yeah. you can tell. You can tell, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he's he's not yeah. He has a very unique style. No, he's not a cinematographer now. But So yeah. But I guess like the way of communicating visually is a style. And I do think I wanna aim to create some kind of like visual communication style. Mm. It's not even about like that much of oh what colors she used here or like no, what's the composition. But exactly how you how you communicate with the the audience visually. How do you um How's it called? Uh, deliver something to them visually, like yeah, you know. And that's what I, that's also the thing that I mentioned in the last podcast, which was like, um, the most important thing is if the image that you're taking helps the story and yeah. is relative to the film, not how the lighting looks or how the colors look. It's just does that scene work for the character? Does that scene work for the film? Yeah. You know, and you know that. I don't have to tell you because yeah. you know that full well. But I feel like uh, one thing I see amongst people too, like, too often is like trying to like, you know, um, digest everything from the story or the visuals for the audience so they can like straightforwardly just take it already like processed. And I'm like, just leave something for the audience to like analyze, yeah, to exactly. like, to kind of like read into, you know, like, why do you try to like deliver everything so straightforwardly already there on the table, like ready for the audience to just see and like be like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I just, I just want something like a little bit of mystery and magic in everything. But that is yeah. film, isn't it? Being able to leave the story up for interpretation for the yeah, audience, because yeah. obviously the way they capture it, it depends on their experience of life or how they take the message. Exactly. But that's also why I hate, not hate, I don't like to watch films like Avengers and all that. Yeah. Because it's just, everything is told for you. But all the yeah. feelings and emotions are imposed by music and the composition and everything and they don't leave you freedom. But that, those are films for a type of audience. Uh, films exactly. that the Coen brothers make are not for the same type of audience. We are the kind of people that watch those films. Yeah, I can tell by the fact that very often I, I, my love language, doesn't matter if it's like to a lover or like a friend or whatever, I, I love everyone. <laughs> I have love for so many things. <laughs> so my love language is really like showing people what really touches me in terms of art and movies and music and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> very no, professional. It is very important. It yeah. is very important. So too, I though. see how when I show them like something since like dear to me, like a movie and it, I, I can tell how some things that are very like specific and important for me in that movie, they just miss on because obviously like every, every person is a different type of audience and like they watch different stuff and I can tell why people like Avengers and stuff like that. But then... Yeah, but that's not very, yeah, but... But also I get so satisfied when I meet someone who's not like into, like in the filmmaking industry and they just see those stuff. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, because it's dependent. They appreciate what I'm showing them. Yeah, because I mean, it's points of view, isn't it? Like people view things differently. Yeah, exactly. Some people are not get what you're trying to get. But I think it's very personal. It's a very personal thing to show people film you like and that means something. Uh, It's like people that go through... It has hurt me so many times. Yeah. It's that people like go through your 
playlists on Spotify, maybe. You can tell a lot. By someone's playlist. By someone's yeah. playlist or by someone's films, like what are, what they're feeling in that moment. Yeah. Honestly, like one thing I'm really like weird about is I follow people on Spotify and you know how the desktop Dude. version has like a little on the side. You can see everyone what they're listening to at the moment. Oh, it's yeah. so cute. I love, just it. I love doing it. Stalk. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's in his feelings. Oh, what is he listening to? Ooh, let me it's see. Like, ooh, sensational. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, where are we? Oh, 30, 33 minutes. 33 Let's minutes go on this. Let's it, go could, on. it could be an exclusive episode. It's an exclusive episode. Should we get to eight? Because then we need time to yeah. unpack. No, pack. Jesus. Okay, yeah. That, yeah, let's do I'm another lacking. five minutes. Yes. What like, you a, like a, how's it called? What? Wrap up, kind of. A wrap up yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. A long so yeah, uh, what is your inspiration? Oh God, that's a long one. That's not a five minute wrap up. Inspiration in terms of? Well, see, I told you my inspiration comes from like people and like exploring them. I'm, what is like super, you're I'm always very, like. Like, uh, I'm very into war documentaries. Not old war documentaries, but current situations, current political situations and uh yeah life situations still social in especially in middle eastern countries Mm -hmm. you know to i remember the yeah no but i actually like that because i don't know there's so much to it and in in those countries a lot of news don't get fed to us because they don't want they don't want us to and it's important to kind of hear from their perspective what they're going through that's a big gap in filmmaking yeah and the humanitarian aspect of it because in 2018, I did go to, to yeah. Lebanon just purposely to see how the people in the camps were living. And it was just overflowing. There was too many people. The electricity and water wasn't enough. And that's that's sad to see. And But being able to actually personally talk to those people, and as I said before, being honest with them with what you're trying to get, it gets them to open up. And I want to be able to reach there how can i say it what's the word like to to reach in their soul in a sense or yeah. to get them to to open to open up to me and on to talk to me level. on a personal level because there's a lot of people that i did talk to when i went to lebanon that were like that, ex- that told me a couple of things about their life how they're feeling and what they're going through which were like but i don't want to say it on video and i, I don't want to get recorded I'm only telling you now. So I did get to speak to them beforehand. Yeah. And I was like, is it all right if you come on and speak to her? But a lot of people were like, no. Uh, some because they're scared of the consequences if anyone hears it. And some because, you know, they just don't want to share it with the world. But that's the kind of thing that you learn by going there. And quite frankly, I didn't do a lot of research before going into a war zone because that, that was an active war zone mm-hmm. at least three years ago. I didn't do a lot of research and that, that's because I didn't want a single view, like a single sided view on it. I wanted to physically go in the camps and yes, I did risk it, but the people there were actually very welcoming, mm-hmm. at least most of them. And I got to, to discover things as I was there. And that's what I'm aiming to do. First person. In war zones and to, to, you know, share with the world what they're going through. Because as you said before, we live in this kind of bubble 
and we don't realize how lucky we are. I mean, even if we want to experience things from like in in a bigger picture, it's just hard. Like it's just the nature of us. Like we're not yeah. able to be everywhere at any point. Experience everyone's. But it's not life. that I want to share it because you know there's no other reasons to share in that. Uh, <laughs> there's no. I can't find the words. Like there's no reasons aside me wanting to to get in person with them and to share their stories to make sure that their voices are heard. Even if it doesn't bring any change, it might wake up a couple of people to do the same thing and to actually go there and individually support these people that have no water and access to electricity. And that's already telling a message, you know, like you've still achieved that. But that's thing. what I want to do. Or yeah. just well, then we can do it together. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going for the same thing, no, Samuel. It's, just, <laughs> it's true. Like, and, and you see things, and, you know, it is dangerous. It is dangerous. I could, you know, you could get kidnapped. You could, you, you know, yeah. a bomb could drop no, on yeah, you. You true. don't know how, like, how unlucky you could get. But there's things that you see that just make you open your eyes. And I just want to show the world. Uh, I was going through the camps uh, in one of the days I was there, and there was there was this lady who was selling shoes. There was like four pairs on the street. There was four pairs of shoes and they were, they were battered. They were completely mashed. Uh, they look like, like I've never seen shoes torn down that bad and they were clearly picked up from the bin or whatever. And she was selling those shoes for like $1 a pair. And in, in Lebanon, they use dollars and Lebanese lira. And there was this guy with no shoes who approached the woman to buy a pair. And just to think that probably, you know, that's all the money that he had. And he didn't have any shoes and he just went to buy these bad shoes for $1. And that was like, you know, his Reality first, of you know, someone his else. pair after such a long time. Yeah. And, you know, it seems, it seems obvious, but we complain about things here because we, every, everyone has their own problems. I'm not going to put it down on anyone because everyone has their yeah. own problems. Now imagine putting this story next to a story of someone who is a sneaker addict. Sneaker. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, we, I don't want it to whatever. take it for granted. And, you know, those people should have, you know, the same opportunities yeah. that we have. Because at the end of the day, it's about giving opportunities yeah. and seeing what you can do with that. But the fact that they don't have any because they grew up in a war zone because of civil war and it isn't even their fault. You know, as kids, for example, women and kids, it's not, it's not up to them. Yeah. Um, political stuff are very, very, very complex. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get yeah. into any politics now. It's just that, you know, they grew it's, up in a place. And those problems really come from many, many, um, how's it called? There is a very, a lot of, there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of different sides. There's a lot of ways yeah. that it, which it grew. Being, I'm not going to get into politics yeah. because I'm not going to get into politics because yeah. it's not my business. Like it's not my business. But you know, those are the stuff I'm trying to explore in my creative um, journey. Journey, yeah. Because uh, the world in, we live in now is just so complicated and affected by so many things that are seeded like they they're so deep in our history in our culture as human beings doesn't matter christian islamic uh, you know yeah, asia yeah, yeah. america it's all so 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 deeply you know yeah. rooted rooted very deeply rooted and now and there's just a lot of racial it's conflict. hard to point one thing and say like this is the problem no it's just, uh, just ignorance is the problem i think
And that's the kind of thing that we're trying to defeat, I guess, with documentaries, being able to let people know what happens so that there is less ignorance about this topic and about the living conditions yeah. of kids. But, uh, you know, that's why there is art. Yeah, exactly. Because art is the easiest way of communicating. And I mean, so. think about it. Like, if you grow up, if you grow up in warfare, that's going to be the early thing, you know. Yeah. And, you know, bettering these people's conditions, or at least trying, could also better the, the outcome on the long term for, for the planet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> Did we go in too deep? We went, I think we finished it off very well, actually. Exactly. I, I think this topic really kind of wrapped up my vision on the creative, you know, journey and your vision on it and <laughs> the filmmaking and everything in general and the world. Did you like being on the podcast today? I love it. I'm so yeah. happy I'm here. I would love to talk to you about this more. Yeah, we should actually do a longer one. I mean, if the studio wasn't so Oh yeah, five minutes. We, we have, have to five wrap minutes up. left. Yeah, but um, we should book it for like two hours. Okay. And just come in and just talk. Yeah, make one of them like like montage a little bit. Yeah, proper. But even if it's like one hour. Yeah. That's alright. It's gonna be good. No, we should do that. I'm I excited. think we have a lot to talk. I would love to come back. Yeah, and plus now you have to obviously jog off and do your own thing. Yeah. But we will have time. I'm, to I'm come shooting away. a music video. Oh, yes. And it's coming out great. Oh, is it? <laughs> is this the first day, second day, third day of shoot? Uh, it's the second one. Are We're doing excited? the night takes. Oh, God. Good luck on that. Good luck with autofocus. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> because we're running gun shooting. Oh, God, no. Yeah, we're on the street. Good luck. Yeah, you. thank you. There's going to be a lot of focus hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the adventures of a filmmaker anyway thank Kiki. you so much for having me here no, thank you for coming thank you very much for coming <laughs> I think this is a special episode second episode as well so yeah excited stars <laughs> journey <laughs> so thank you very very much for coming and to anyone who's still listening thank you thank you no thanks one. for having me and thanks for sparing the time to watch that exactly <laughs> watch me waffling searching for words no but that's fine we're both English is not our first language so we both really uh, struggle yeah. sometimes with that uh, but yeah okay thank you Kiki thank I'll you everyone see you soon see you soon <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>